As we begin to look at the Holy Scriptures this morning, I am reminded of a funny little story. When little Molly Jones would tell people her name, people would say, Oh, you must be Father Jones's daughter. Father Jones was the local rector of the Anglican parish. And wherever little Molly went, people would make this statement. And it really started to bother the little girl. She told her mother about this. Because she kind of looked like her dad, and it was a small town. So wherever she went, there was never Molly. It was, oh, you must be the daughter of Father Jones. But anyway, her mom said, well, the next time that happens, you just say, I am Molly Jones. So later that week, little Molly is out in town, and she runs into some people. They ask her her name, and they say, oh, you must, Father Jones must be your dad. The little girl looked them right in the eye, and she said, oh, no, that's not what my mom said. <laughs> St. Luke chapter 15 verse 2 says, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. And the fellow in question is none other than Jesus. Jesus seemed to spend a lot of time with the least and the worst during his earthly ministry. But why did he do that? We find part of the answer in today's lesson from Timothy, first chapter, verse 4. God desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. These two themes, God's concern for the down and out, the least and the worst, and God's desire that everyone be saved, are found all throughout the Bible. Genesis to Revelation. But we find those two themes especially in the life of Jesus. Especially in Jesus. Jesus hangs out with the out crowd, the not so respectable, the struggling, the losers, the cast outs. And the list goes on and on and on. Now Jesus did sometimes hang out with respectable people too. But in the Bible, he seems to prefer hanging out with the down and out versus the high and mighty. Why is that? Is it because Jesus is a nice guy? He has a big heart? I mean, I suppose in some vague way you could say that Jesus is a nice guy and has a big heart, but those are totally inadequate statements to describe Jesus. We find part of the reason that Jesus did that in the passage that we heard. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. God desires everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Okay, you say, you're sitting there, you say, great, fine. Jesus desires that everyone be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And thus, he welcomes sinners and eats with them. Do you see the connection between those two ideas? If God desires everyone to be saved, and then Jesus hangs out with the least and the worst, he welcomes sinners. you see the connection there? If you're glad that Jesus did that, say amen. If you're glad that Jesus still does that, say amen. Okay, well then, 
That's it, right? We're glad that Jesus did that. End of sermon. We're done. No. Not if we're striving to be disciples. Because if we're striving to be disciples, we will do the things that Jesus did with God's help. And so, do we as a congregation really, really desire that everyone be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth? Do we really? Hope so. And do we as a congregation really welcome sinners and eat with them? Now, how could you tell whether a congregation does that or not? Well, one way is a congregation's attitude. Have you noticed that people have attitudes? Some have good attitudes, some have bad attitudes. And this is exactly the same with churches. And the attitude that we are seeking to embrace now across the wider parish is this. Doubt's okay. Questions welcome. Please come as you are. Doubt's okay. Questions welcome. Please come as you are. Let's try it together. Doubt's okay. Questions welcome. Please come as you are. Doubt's okay. For most people of faith, doubts are simply a reality. Doubt is a part of the journey. You can admit your doubts here. Maybe you're a little shaky sometimes about the existence of God. Sometimes you're like, well, I don't know. Maybe sometimes you're a little shaky about some of the church's traditional teachings. You say, I'm not sure about that. Or whatever. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Sadly, the church has often discouraged people from voicing their doubts. And created an environment where people felt that to admit any doubt about anything related to the faith would invite judgment. Not here. Not here. God help us. Doubt's okay. Questions welcome. Questions are how most people learn. And in the Bible, Jesus demonstrates his ability as a master asker of questions. And his disciples frequently ask him questions. You can ask any question here, however small or big. You can ask questions that challenge the church. Questions about why we do this and not that or whatever. And sadly, the church has often created an environment where people felt they could not ask questions, especially critical ones. And create an environment where people felt they simply had to sit down and shut up and listen. Not here. Not here. God help us. Except for Ross, he has to sit down and... No. Just kidding. Doubt's okay. Questions welcome. Please come as you are. You don't have to pretend to be someone else to come here. You can dress up. You can dress down. You can be quiet. You can be outgoing. You can be Anglican or not. The point is to be yourself. Over the centuries, disciples of Jesus have come in all sizes, shapes, personalities, colors, genders, you name it. 
There is not one, there's not one mold that we all have to conform to as Christians. Except for the example of Christ. And sadly, the church has often created an environment where people felt like they had to put on a mask to come to church. Or put on a mask and pretend all these different things and smile. Because if they didn't do that, they would not be accepted. Not here. Not here. God help us. Now for the tough part. Now for the very difficult part. Gospel is good news, but the gospel is also challenging news. A painful test of whether you, a painful test of whether I, a painful test of whether we as a congregation really desire everyone to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And a painful test of whether we really welcome sinners and eat with them is right here. It's all around us. It's in this room. Do we only see respectable types here this morning? It was, after all, the respectable types who most complained about Jesus and the company that he kept. And if we are surrounded only by respectable types in this congregation, and in our daily lives outside this building, and we say we're Christian, we have to ask why. Why is that? I'll rewind. If we are surrounded only by respectable types in our congregation, and in our lives outside this building, if you and I are surrounded only by respectable types and we're not in this building, and we say we're Christian, we have to ask ourselves, why? Now, whether respectable or not, Romans 3.23 applies. All have sinned, And falls short of the glory of God. Repeat after me. All have sinned. So if you have some issues. If you have some doubts. If you have some questions. Then you are most welcome here. But if you have it absolutely together. No mess ups in your life. Past or present. And you are 100% right with God. And this is probably not the congregation for you. And if you think you fall into that category, just ask a friend or family member. They'll clear you up. (laughs) Happily. Now with God's help, you and I will grow in our desire for everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And with God's help, you and I will grow in our ability to welcome sinners and eat with them. In other words, in our wider parish of the Pelly Plains and here at St. George's, doubts are okay, questions are welcome, please come as you are. Amen.